WSJU Radio, Mad Max on here for the Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast, the first episode of the new semester, and my co-host is now joining me on the lines at WSJU Radio. How you doing tonight, Tony? Doing good, doing good. If you hear a little bit of background, like, noise, Mm -hmm. I went to my usual spot where I do this, and there's a freaking football fall sports pep rally going on because it was for my my uh, former high school so I just had no clue that they were doing their pep rally tonight so you may hear a couple of like roars a couple of cheers uh, you may hear someone like talking so just to let you know like that's what it is mm. so I'll try not to like you know be in like the, the center of it like I'll be like away from it but you, you can still hear it and that's just what it is Mm-hmm. It's fine. We shouldn't hear that too much interference, but we just want to give you a recap of everyone who tuned into our show last semester, WSJU Radio, in which we started it. We got real in the depth about some things over the summer. If you weren't able to tune in, we catch you up a little bit on some things we discussed, and which we started off the summer with the death, the death of Elisa Lamb. Mm-hmm. Just an eerie death in which. She was found in a water tank, and they don't know what happened to her and what the cause of death was. Yeah, it was a very mysterious death. Yep. That remains unsolved. Very much a cold case. Mm-hmm. And we also discussed the Mandela effect. Uh-huh. Very, Mandela effect. V- very interesting, in which, Tony, you can give a few examples which we discussed. some other shows just to get others caught up. We talked about Bigfoot, the Abominable Snowman, the Yeti. The gruesome findings at the body donation facility in Arizona was gruesome as the title says. That was like a horror movie we were talking about but that was no movie. Oh no, this is real life. That was real life. Real stuff. Uh Oh my goodness. I recommend to go listen to that episode. We cover the article very thoroughly it's graphic if people are too sensitive to that type of stuff and we also covered the recent events of the El Paso and Dayton tragedies yeah gun control all that yep we then moved on to our last two episodes of the summer which was hidden meanings behind movies oh yeah that was very fun oh uh, I think don't take that much research 
No. It's mostly you just find an idea of what it is, and then you just discuss it. And I, and I love, that's what I really love most about radio, is just that you can just bounce off of ideas, and, and a one-hour show can turn into a six-hour show. And I know that we just, we did a uh, six-hour show. Mm-hmm last semester that was a real great time oh that was when we were with andrew brown oh yeah the former gm shout out to andrew brown are you in the live booth or are you in the back live booth we are now live and who's in the uh, and who is behind you in the glass like behind the glass behind the glass right now is nick and dom oh yeah it's a pretty slow time yeah, there's no one else in the studio right now. It's just pretty much us on the live right now. Dan said he would pop in. Donnie wasn't feeling too well. He texted me today. He said he will be joining us next week 100%, though. That's right. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, get well to him. Oh, yeah, I told him I get well, and I said, you know, don't force yourself. If you can't come tonight, it's all good. But Dan said he'd be joining us. I know he's in the middle of something at the uh, Red TV next door. And hope she should be popping in shortly. But some other things that we could discuss is the tragedy that happened in Texas this past week again. Oh, which that was the uh, it was another shooting. Yep, another one. Uh, to be honest, it's all going to be like the same mumbo jumbo. Mm. Nothing's gonna change. No. There, no. there can be an outbreak of all these mass shootings, and nothing's gonna get done. I, I, I told you this when we talked about El Paso and Dayton. Yep. I told, I said that same thing. Yep. One thing that, one thing that's really strange. That maybe we can talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you how much you looked into this. Mm-hmm. Did you see that new development in the in the death of of uh, Mac Miller? I did read an article title, but I don't remember what it was exactly. But I did Apparently, see. Apparently, they found somebody connected to his death. Or I think a drug dealer. I think right. Yeah. Something like. Yeah. That. Now, do you think they would still constitute it as a suicide, or like uh, something a little bit more, a little bit more fishy? Could be fishy now. Yeah, but you gotta think like it could. Like, they called it suicide. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more of a fact of okay, th- this was the guy that dealt him the that that dealt him the the uh, drug. Mm-hmm. To you know that contributed to his suicide, not necessarily that that dealer said, "Okay, I'm going to do this because I want to kill Mac Miller." I don't think that's really what it was. No, but I'm going to read know. some of the article I pulled up just now. As we all know, a 28-year-old Los Angeles man was arrested Wednesday, charged in connection with Mac Miller's overdose death in September 2018, according to the federal court documents. Cameron James Pettit provided Miller, born Malcolm James McCormick, 
with counterfeit oxycodone pills that contained fentanyl two days prior to his overdose. Pettit is being charged with one count of distribution of a controlled substance and faces a statutory maximum sentence of 20 years in federal prison. Wow, so is that, so he was, so wait, so he was a doctor or was he a, uh, a, a pharmacist or like, or was he a dealer? A dealer. He was a dealer, uh-huh. alright, so it was, so he basically just sold him like, like oxycodone that had, that had fentanyl. Yeah. Yep. That'll do it. Yep. That'll definitely do it. Mm. Fentanyl is a very... Fentanyl can kill you in like 12 minutes. Really? I didn't know the statistics on that one. Inject it in, 12 minutes it takes. <sighs> your lungs like literally like suffocate. Like you just like... Like your, your body just like... Just like freezes from like the inside. Like you can't... Like you can't function. Wow. It's a very, it's a very scary drug, and that's what a lot of, and that's where a, a huge part of the opioid crisis comes, comes down to. Like fentanyl is a real, like, is a real, like, deadly substance, like, a, like a fatal substance. Yeah, opioids are a big thing in this country now, and this, um, I mean, opioid overdoses have accounted for more than 42,000 deaths in 2016, more than any previous year on record. An estimated 40% of opioid overdose deaths involved a prescription opioid. Uh-huh. And we brought this up on the Kurt Cobain episode that the opioids are just so out of control. And remember me and Lewis were talking about having to sign some type of waiver form if we were to become addicted to the pills they prescribed us for having a tooth pulled or wisdom teeth pulled in which you have to basically sign a waiver saying that if you get addicted that it's not on them um, uh, that definitely makes sense uh, who are the people that get out the waivers? The uh, the uh, the uh, record labels? To be honest, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, Apparently, people that feel like they would be that they would feel liable, they, and they and they just want to get out of any liability. Hmm. It's very possible. Reading some things here. <laughs> yet. Oh yeah. It's it's just an outbreak in this country it's insane and I think it's higher I think it's like one of the highest death counts than more than anything recent years it's crazy and you know what states that like we live in like the northeast is just is just horrifically ravaged Mm. up in like up in like New England like Vermont New Hampshire terrible Jersey's very bad. So is Connecticut. Yeah. Connecticut's, oh man, it's awful. Uh, Yeah. Um, And this crisis is something that you don't really feel unless you're either personal, unless you're personally connected to somebody, or 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 you hear about it the next day where, oh, 
somebody I knew just 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 OD'd on fentanyl and some opioid. Mm. Like that's how it is. It's very sneaky. It comes up like behind you, unless uh, unless you uh, unless you know somebody personally that suffers from the addiction. Here's the thing, when I was prescribed like steroids for when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I I took one, Tony, and I felt sick. And just thinking to myself years later, I don't get how people are addicted to these things. Because it made me feel like garbage. It didn't make yeah. me feel better. It didn't comfort my pain or ease the pain. Everyone's body is different. Everybody takes uh, certain substances differently than other people. Oh, that was horrific. I remember when I took it, uh, it made me feel nauseous. It was worse. Sometimes going out without that prescription is better. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, too, well, with a quick subject here, um, are you going to see It Chapter 2? Ooh. Good out. question. Yeah, I saw that. It's coming out tomorrow? Wow, I didn't even realize that was coming out so soon. I thought it was going to be later September. Wow, it's hitting the theaters tomorrow. Now, you, did you see part one? Yep. What did you think of it? I've, basic, I've basically done everything with it. I've, I've read the whole book. I watched the whole mini. I watched the one from, from, from the 90s. Mm -hmm. I saw part one, and I was probably going to see part two. You going to go see it in the movie theaters? Yeah, I don't know when, but, but, but most likely. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the 1990s miniseries compared to the part one that they made? Um, I thought that the one in the 90s, they did a lot more in terms of story and like, you know, mm. you know, they did a lot more character development. I agree. It make it longer. It's a movie made for TV, or it was actually a, uh, it was actually a, uh, a, uh, miniseries. Mm. You could do a lot more with a miniseries on television, because there's just, there's just more time. There's more, there's more space to do things. You know, you can't really, it's, it's, I'll, I'll put it like this. It's very difficult to fit. A 1,000 page book into a, into a two into a two hour movie it is that's why the Lord of the Rings series every movie is three and a half hours three and a half four hours long Paventa to be honest I never watched a Lord of the Rings movie in my life wow never never do that are they good oh they're incredible the Return of the King won like, won like 12 Oscars. It's like swept the Oscar board. Wow. You know, The Fellowship of the Ring is very good. I, I prefer, I prefer, I think I prefer uh, Return of the King mm. over like Fellowship. Wow. That may change if I were to watch it again, but Two Towers is, Two Towers is very good too. Mm -hmm. But getting back to it, though, Tim Curry played a great Pennywise. That too. That's what made it. That's what kind of separated him from like 
what's his name? Uh, Skarsgård, right? Skarsgård, yeah. Bill Skarsgård's very, very good, too. Oh, yeah. They're both diff they both have a different character to their own Pennywise role. I still don't agree with how they with how they designed Pennywise the Clown in this new version. Yeah, no, I don't like it. It's too it's like too it's like too scary. It's like too over the top. I don't know, to be honest, I think the old one's scarier. That's what because like when you like when you see Pennywise the Clown in the old one, doesn't he just doesn't he just just look like any old clown that that you would see? Yeah. That's what makes it scary. Like when you see the new one, it's like it's like, damn, that clown looks like <laughs> looks like <laughs> there's like something wrong with him. Like Ronald McDonald or something. Not it, it's like it looks like a really like demented version of a clown, but mm. that's not but that's not what the point. A Pennywise was. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to look demented to be scary. It was more so of what. Like a trick almost. It was, yeah, it was the trick. It was the uh, manipulation. Mm. To lure kids. Like, that's what it was. And, and that drain sequence with the sewer with the little boat floating down the, the road. I still yep. think the 1990s one is scarier. Because it's because it's because it's uh, because it's fairly simple. It's Th simple. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude. There's always a, there's always a very eerie feeling when 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 you're watching horror, like horror movies on TV mm -hmm. that are made for TV. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever seen? Uh, Oh, Stephen King's, yeah. Yeah, the stand, mm -hmm. the actual like TV one. Yep, I've seen that. Again, another. I read the whole book, all twelve hundred pages of it, and I watched the movie. There's something about there's just something about a TV miniseries that you can just get a lot more out of than a movie, a full feature movie, because I feel like a lot of these directors, they just go over the top. Hmm. And I said this the other day. I said, and I agree with your point 100%. I said this the other day when I had the Ryan show in here, and Loco was here with me as well. And we got on the topic of horror movies because they had a horror show. Loco asked me a question. He said, Do you feel like there's some, or what does it take to make horror movies great as they once were? And that was pertaining to the slashers. And I said, not overcomplicating things. Uh, did you say that to him, or did he say that to you? I said that to him. Not overcomplicating the plot. No, Loco. We, we, it was it was in the same show because we were discussing horror movies and uh. slashers, and we were and I was just telling him how much I like the slashers, and uh. which you do too. You're a huge slasher guy. Yeah. And. I like. I don't get scared by slashers. I just like you know. They're just like they're just they're just fun to watch. Yeah. They're just fun. Hmm. I know you're a big Michael Myers guy, which if people yeah. tune into our prior podcasts is a little upset that they just cut off all the sequels, especially Halloween four and Halloween five. I'm telling you, you're gonna be seeing a lot of that for other movies. I wouldn't be surprised. 
surprised if they, you know, tried to, like, redo the whole Friday the 13th series. Uh. Maybe have, like, some actress play, uh, play Jason Voorhees' mother. They may do that. You mean... You mean they'll make yeah, a yeah. twist on the first Friday the 13th and the mother isn't actually dead? Not necessarily that. They may do a remake... Of the first one. Of the first one. And they may say, well, this is a reimagining of what you saw in 1980. It's like, well, we don't want to reimagine. <laughs> we just want to watch it. We don't need a reimagining because you clowns in Hollywood can't think of anything new. Yeah. <laughs> I said this a few years ago, Tony. I, and actually, when I was younger, when I wanted to be a writer and director for horror movies, this is before radio, I said that everything has been done already. Everyone's just remaking everything. Everything's been done. That's why I feel like. Yeah, like freaking, what's that movie about the freaking minor? Uh, oh, My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, does that, I actually have not seen that movie in its entirety. Is that movie really that good? Or is it just like any other classic? Mm, it's it's dependent on which one you're talking about. Because there's one in the 80s, and then there's one from the 2000s. How's the, how's the old one? I, pr to be honest, I enjoyed the old one. The new one, it was a little corny because it was 3D. And usually anything 3D, in my opinion, is just terrible. Oh. Yeah, that's what immediately pops into my mind is Jaws 3. That's the only thing that just comes to mind and just a hawk. Or, or, uh, or uh, Final Destination 3D, right? Oh, my God. Uh. Crazy. Uh, fr like, Friday the 13th Part 3? Yeah, yeah. But, like, is the old, like, are there any differences between the old and new uh, My Bloody Valentine? Oh... Uh, I believe there is. I recently watched the remake, but because I didn't like it so much, I don't remember the whole ending. But the original, it was about this guy, Harry Warden, who was the p pickaxe murderer. Uh-huh. The miner. Yeah. And, well, he, he died when he was, I believe he was... Yeah, he was put in a mental asylum, and he died. And then years later, one of the kids of the fathers he killed was in the living room while he killed the father. And it took, like, a psych psychiatric toll on his mind, and he became the killer and took on the persona of Harry Warden and started killing people in the town. And people thought it was actually Harry Warden that came back, but they didn't learn later that from medical records from the mental asylum that he was dead already. Oh, wow. So, so, so that's from the old one. Mm-hmm. See, that's a nice, simple storyline right there. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen that before, but, like, it's nothing, like, crazy new, but, like... No. It's pretty nice. I, I enjoyed the original. You know, it's just an 80s slasher. It wasn't as big as... Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street or anything like that, but it was a cult. It's a cult following film. Oh yeah. But now that you brought up that Friday the Thirteenth, like that could happen. Uh, and they're gonna say like, oh well, this is a new twist on it. Like, maybe they'll do something like, maybe they'll do something like, 
maybe Mrs. Voorhees doesn't die at the end, or maybe like you know, maybe like maybe it'll be like a freaking tag team of Mrs. Voorhees and Jason Voorhees, like. Oh my! Oh. If they did like a like a freaking two man, like a like a like a two killer power trip. Would you, to be honest, Tony, as you're speaking this on this podcast, which is great content and ideas, which someone may approach you if they hear this to buy your script. Oh, I didn't make a script. I just threw out an idea. Yeah, but it makes sense. It's something that a director in Hollywood may take advantage of. Hey, LeBron James, even. Oh. How would you feel about that? I kind of, I would entertain that idea. I would, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm here to entertain anything if it's a slasher and pertains anything to Friday the 13th, but how would you feel if they just did away with all the Friday the 13th sequels like they did the Halloween franchise? How would I feel with what? If they just did away with all the Friday the 13th sequels like they did with Halloween. I wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be that like upset because most of those movies are corny. <laughs> Wait, name, 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 name the most corniest Friday the 13th that come to mind. Oh my goodness. Jason X is at the top. Jason X is, I get it, listen, if you think about it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty fresh storyline, but it just didn't need to happen. It was almost like, it was almost like overkill. Yeah, I think it was. What about Jason Goes oh. to Hell? Oh, that was horrible. Uh. <laughs> the original Jason Voorhees, where he's the actual Jason Voorhees, how many movies is he even in? Oh. Uh. Oh, the original. You mean, are you are you go going into discussions about the fifth one when it's just the ambulance driver? I'm, at, I'm saying... The actual Jason Voorhees. Mm. How many movies is he actually in? Well, do you count the first one at the end when he comes up from the lake? Yeah, uh, nah. I'm talking about movies that he actually killed in. Well, for part two, part three, part four, part six, part seven, part eight. Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. So that's eight. Well, if you want to count... Well, Freddy vs. Jason is in the Nightmare on Elm Street timeline. Huh. But that's really interesting. Think about, like... Well, if you want to talk about, um... What was it? Friday the 13th movies that are really cheesy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you ask me that? Yeah. Definitely Jason X. Yep. Definitely the one where he's the freaking ambulance driver. Oh, <laughs> part five. I know part you're five. not. You you always oh, mention that. I forget what that's called. Uh, new, new beginning. Oh, new beginning. 
beginning, but why is there a new beginning? Just bring him back. <laughs> yeah, well, they did that in the next one. Jason lives. Jason lives. What? Which is the one where it's like not the ambulance driver, but it's like where it's like the guy, like the boy. Oh. Uh, you talking about Tommy Jarvis? Yeah. That's part four with Corey Feldman. Yeah. Yeah, that's the final chapter. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> that did not have to happen. Oh, the remember the next door? What was it the the college kids that moved in next door or whatever? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. All I'm thinking about is um, just how cheesy. But those when, movies are. But when you think about a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You think of Camp Counselors, Camp Crystal Lake. Half those movies yep. don't even take place in the campgrounds. Nah. Of Camp Crystal Lake. Do you want to know what movies I was watching? Dead Meat. Did I did I talk to you about this? James A. Janice, great channel, great. That's somebody that you should contact. That that has already been done. Just waiting for a response. James A. Denise, yep. great guy. Um, he did a little, he did a, uh, did a uh, kill count video on the, on the sleepaway uh, camp franchise. Oh my good! Have you seen those? I've seen like, I really have not seen sleepaway camp. I'll be honest with you. I watched. I've seen like the really like big parts. I know what happened. That's a real like mind okay, twist. That's how, a, that's, how a, that, that's how a horror movie's supposed to end. The first ending of the first movie of the original Sleepaway Camp is probably one of the most disturbing endings in any horror movie. Yeah, and like oh, the breathing sound to end it. Oh, that's that's just that's something that just sticks with you forever. Oh yeah, like did you see the other three? Not the other three, the the the, the, the next two. Uh, unhappy campers and teenage wasteland. Yeah, yeah. just like the freaking Who song. Yeah. <laughs> they had to like they they didn't even bring back the 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 original actress. No. They used they Pamela Springsteen. Who? Pamela Springsteen for the last two, which is Bruce Springsteen's sister. Bruce Springsteen's sister. Yep. Oh, have you have you like have you met her before? Mm. I always ask like if you've met her before. No. Have you? I wonder if. Nah, I I wonder if they if they bring her to like any like 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 horror convention. No, I want I I'm I'm trying to get to that CT horror convention. Hellraiser's gonna be there, and the rest of the Cenobites. The guy who played the ma main werewolf in Werewolf of London. That's a classic. He's gonna be there. Mm. Tobin Bell, who played Jigsaw. But you've seen the other Sleepaway Camp. I've seen all three, yep. There's really no, like, it's just some girl that kills people off because she wants to. Yeah. What kind of story is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then we 
got those creepy camp, those creepy camp leaders. Remember the freaking old guy? Wait, in in part three? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, what are you doing in that tent? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> like that's just a scene that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. <laughs> But somebody just wrote that in. <laughs> Who writes that in? I, and the funny part is, is that his freaking <laughs> death is so hilarious because he like trips over a rock and he's like, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> over. <laughs> it's very, it's very hilarious. Uh, I know. It just looks so corny. Like it, like it, it, it just, it wasn't executed well. It was, it was just. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in that tent? Oh. Like, you, it's really. It's, it's, but honestly, did that contribute <laughs> at all to the actual movie itself? It just. It, <laughs> you don't need any of that. You didn't need any of that. It didn't. It, it, it didn't contribute to any, any storyline point. It didn't move the movie along. It was just a way to, you know. Make the guy have some sort of character. It's just really bad. How about the guy with the radio with the boombox? You saw that kill? Oh yeah, I think he. I forget what I forget what he did. Didn't he, like light like like light his tent on fire or something like that. I think she she made a rap and put it in the cassette tape, recorded on the cassette tape and put it in, and he put it in his radio and it some kind of murder rhyme and then he, he she killed him I think it was yeah. with an axe or something it probably was yeah but she did set one of the tents on fire I do remember that uh-huh. but they all they all link though they have a linking part in each film because the cop that arrested her number one at the end of the first movie his son, yeah. his son was in part two, and she kills the son in part two. And then in part three, the father returns and st wor works at the camp that she goes to that summer, and she kills him. Uh-huh. And some of the writing in the movie is just horrific. Yeah. Can you think of any other examples? Of what? Just, like, corny horrible or of sleepaway camp, just horrible written moments. Nothing really. I really just nailed down all the real bad stuff. How, how about the first one, though? The, any bad moments in the first one? Nah, it's a fairly good movie. The guy with the corn on the cob? Oh, yeah. He gets... <laughs> she, she dumps the boiling water all over him. Oh, yeah. Isn't sleepaway camp... No, that's Final Destination, the one with Tony Todd. Yeah. Tony Todd's Final Destination was was incredible. Oh, in as the mortician. Yep. Oh my. No, I was no, I was never a fan of, of Final Destination. I I always I always enjoyed the first one. I liked the first one. But then. It's so gory, like they they got like really just unnecessarily like. Just unnecessary blood. Like, who needs that? Yeah, no. It, it's just too much. It's like some of the Saw movies. I think Saw 1, one of the greatest films of all time. But after that, it just keeps o overdoing it and getting redundant. Well, because 
Because after, well, after the third saw, the jigsaw killer is dead. Yeah. So what is the need to go on? You know what I mean? Because he had, like, because he had, like, because he had, like, uh, followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a plan. Yeah, he, well, he had many followers mm. that, like, tried to, like, that, like, you know, followed, like, his footsteps. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other horror franchises. Oh, I brought it up before. Hellraiser. Are you, have you seen any of those? Hmm? Have you seen any of the Hellraiser films? I have not, no. No, no. It That's a unique franchise, and you got to pay attention to every detail when you're watching it. Because I, I watch it to this day, and there's some things I pick up on, and it's it's a tricky plot, and Clive Barker... That first one's a masterpiece. Is that like, are those movies like more so like, like, is this like an actual great storyline or is it like? I think the first one's a really good storyline. How many movies are there in the franchise? Nine, I believe. You said three, right? Nine. Oh, there's nine Hellraisers. Mm hmm. Nine. Nine. Oh my god. <laughs> I, do they like get worse and worse as they go on or like? Uh, to be honest, Tony, I stopped after four. After Hellraiser 4 Bloodline, I stopped. I couldn't even they tell like... you. They were on AMC Fear Fest last year, Tony, and when I tell you these films, oh my. <sighs> Hellraiser isn't even in the majority of those sequels. Like, you mean Pinhead? Yeah. Is Pinhead, like, like, the big, like, the big bad guy in it, or is it, like, is he, like, a protagonist? Like... Yeah. I'd say so. You'd have to watch it. You would... Yeah. I recommend watching the first one. Part 2 has some great scenes in it, but the... I don't want to give it away because you haven't seen it, but I hate what happens at the end. And then in 3... He comes back and it's just oh my goodness. So you're saying that it's so you're saying that it gets worse and worse as you go from one to four. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. One is good. Two is is iffy to me. I three I think is really good. I love three. Hell on Earth, great film. Bloodlines, I could I could tolerate it, but after that, it's just come on. Yeah. How about the, um, I'm trying to think of some other, I can't think of I some. I love, I love, I love Child's Play. Oh. Like, after three. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Theater too much. It's too, like, over the, too over the top. Yeah, I. And there's some, and then there's some scenes in that movie that are just so crazy. Oh, <laughs> and Bride of Chucky, <laughs> right? And it really, like, it keeps the purpose of the whole movie. It does. And I was always very funny. I would always laugh how many times Chucky would try to do the whole ritual thing. It would always get, like, uh, interrupted. Yeah, he... I Yeah, I know. He always like, so does. Close. Yeah. He Well, like, he the was, closest he came was in part three. And it didn't work. Or, when, or was it part two? I think well, it was part two. part two. 
part two was in the freaking good guy doll factory. factory. Yeah, and then and then the the mechanic guy that fixes the machine. You remember, he gets the eyes put in in, in his eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, but I, great movies, they are. Three. The first. I think they all are. The first three are great. I I like them. But like you said, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. I mean, Bride of Chucky will always be the cult clack, cult classic. But I wonder. I wonder who they got. Who's the guy that plays Chucky? I, I forget. Oh, Brad Dorf. I believe oh, that's yeah. his name. I wonder if he's got any any more contention. That would be that would be a great meet and greet. He was also in Graveyard Shift, Stephen King's. Uh huh. He was also in The Exorcist Three. Yeah, he was in a lot of things. How about The Exorcist? What did you seen those? Right. I've only seen the first one because the first one is is the only one worth watching. Yeah. I think three anything? three is really good too. You like three. Mm-hmm. Two was just. It could have been way better. I didn't about, like it. I like George C. Scott's performance in that, as well as Brad Dorff's, too. How about uh, Amityville Horror? Oh, the first one. Uh, Amityville Horror 2, The Possession, I've watched some of. It has more to do with the murders of the DeFeo guy, which is a true story, which we could even do this for an October podcast coming up. The Amityville Horror. I'll tell you, dude, that 2005 version with Ryan Reynolds, so bad. Yeah, that was terrible. You've seen the original That's in the 70s one, 1978? Yeah, with, uh, with uh, what's his name, Josh Brolin? Uh... No, it was someone else. I think it was Josh Brolin. Let me double check. But, dude, they got sued. 1979. It was actually 1979, my bad, just correcting that. James Brolin. James Brolin, not Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin was Thanos in, in uh, uh, Avengers. Mm. I wonder if they're brothers. Could be. But, um, dude, like the Ryan Reynolds version, they got like a whole, they got like a freaking lawsuit from Because mm. they like that was a lie. Yeah. Because what they tried to... Well... Do you think it's a lie or it's a conspiracy? I think it's a good conspiracy. Great conspiracy. You don't think so? That that never happened. He he, he never grabbed an axe and got possessed and tried to kill him. Oh, I'll tell you about about Josh Brolin. He is the son of James Brolin. Brolin. Oh, okay. Interesting, yeah, because Josh Josh Brolin is uh, Thanos in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So, um... Yeah, they got sued. I saw that movie. That movie was false. The 2005 you know one. They move in the house, and something and something forced them out of that house in less in less than a month, in 28 days. Nobody was like, no, nobody was. I don't think I don't think any of that family was harmed. I don't think I don't think George Lutz. George Lutz didn't like go mad and try to like. And try to hack up his family. That's just a lie. And they did that to try to make money and try to make the movie, you know, more intense. More profitable too. 
more profitable, and they and they did this whole thing with like the freaking Indians, with like the freaking uh, Native American burial grounds and like Native American. Oh, in the two thousand five like, one. Yeah, being like being like slaughtered. That could have happened on that land. It would make sense because there were Native Americans that did live out on on Long Island during those during the sixteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. I think they knocked the house down, didn't they? No, I I I think it's still up. Wow. You know what? Let me. But that's that's just all like lies to make to to make a story look more intense. Let me let me check that out right now. It's like the freaking Conjuring. The Conjuring was mostly like the the the, most of those Conjuring stories are just like were just like you know fabricated. They found a good story to make a movie out of, but there really wasn't like anything like intense like that. But that's what you gotta do to make a movie, you know, worth willing to go and see. I thought The Conjuring was a true story. Oh, they are based on true stories, mm-hmm. definitely. But just the way that they tell it, they just make it ten times more intense than it really is. Mm. Like the you whole know, basement but... sequence. Yeah. No, but dude, let me, uh, before we, uh, sign out of here, well, before I, well, before I sign out of here, because you, uh, you can keep going. Mm-hmm. As long as you want. Um, yeah, I don't know if Dan's going to come in here. He might have just got occupied over at the TV club, but. Yeah, but let me just say, um, so how was, so, like, how was, like, you know, like, the first couple of days of been? I mean, I'm used to it by now, just with everything, getting yeah, back in the swing of things. Do you, do you have any roommates, or, like, are you in a single? I'm in a single. Su- in a single, all right. Sweetmates are nowhere to be found. Know? No. Is there anybody that, that we know in your, in your uh, suite? Nope. I haven't seen them. They all go really? in their rooms. Yeah, they all stay in their rooms. What building are you? Are you in the... In Cary. Oh, you're in Cary. Dang, yeah. I, well, I don't think yeah, cause I don't. I don't think townhouses have singles. No. That's the yeah, and you love those singles. Yeah. And you still got your what? Your uh, TV? No. Oh, let me tell you. No longer wired TVs. Wireless only. Wireless TVs. Yep. How are you, how are you supposed to hook up? Con- connect to the Wi-Fi. There's a cable jack. Yeah, I know. Those cable jacks don't do a thing. Yeah, yeah. All oh, those cable jacks are horrible too. But now they're so wireless TVs. So there's no, so you have no TV. Nope. Are you gonna keep it that way, or are you gonna get one? To be honest, Paventa, you know I live at the radio station, and I don't even have time to watch TV. But yeah. I, however, I do have the Fubo app. And on your laptop. Yeah, right? I have the Fubo app on my laptop, and I and October Paventa, I'm just gonna f- just watch AMC Fear Fest. That's it. There you go. That, <laughs> there you go. That's so. that's what you got to do. But other than that, I mean, the radio station's been good. Got knocked out a few shows already. You know, the Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast is officially back on WSA Radio live. Tell me, uh, tell me about um, the D- your thing with uh, DJ Marco. 
Oh, la- last night? Yeah. Oh, that was a great show. Oh, my. So, I booked Dre, who is a huge producer in hip-hop right now, of Cool and Dre, the duo. And shout out to Ted for setting that up, too. So, when I get on the phone with Dre, Fat Joe's in the background. And he gets on the phone. Oh, wow. And me and Marco talked to Fat Joe last night. Oh man, that was just—it was just a moment I, I'll just will always never forget because we talked about pun too. He was because pr- the Dre, the producer that we had on the show, is releasing a new single with Fat Joe tomorrow night, or well, actually tonight, 12 p.m. My bad. And Fat Joe got on the phone to pr- talk about the album, and and me and Marco were just. Thanking him for, you know, just even coming on and talking with us. And I, I, I just said, I want to thank you what you did for hip, have done for hip-hop. And also Big Pun, rest in peace. And just saying how much of an influence they've had on my career of wanting to be on the radio playing their music. You know what I mean? And spinning their stuff. And how do you react to that? He was just, he was just told the story of just that Pun was just one of a kind. He was a genius. And that whole dead in the middle of Little Italy rhyme, he, Pun originally didn't want to put that on the album and Fat Joe had to force him to. Oh, Which is something I didn't even know about. stories that open your eyes a little bit and you just like, you learn. Mm -hmm. It was just a great learning experience to talk with a legend, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. So, like, before I, so, like, what, so who's going to be your guest on, on Monday? Monday will be my interview with David Garibaldi. David Garibaldi? Mm-hmm. And what about, did you book anything with, with Marco? We're still deciding who we're going to book. And we're probably going to get yeah, that done this weekend. Are you still, <laughs> are you still, like, booked? Like just like book, like like you're like you have like a full list of people. Yeah. You gotta get on. Yeah. Still booked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, after three months. Yeah. In the summer, you're still booked. Yeah. How does that happen? Backed up, all from last year. We didn't start till November last year, oh and then the breaks and the summers, because I have so, so many just, people to do. So like, are, are, are these both like local artists? Both local artists, 90s artists. Yeah. Big people. Yeah. It's like a nice little mix. Yeah. So you're just really, so you're really just, just pushing to get these guys on in good, in, in good form. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. And there's still a lot of people, you know. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, a, uh, there's this uh, Dodge dealership over in uh, East Hanover, uh, New Jersey. That I go to mm-hmm. to go and meet to go and meet wrestlers. That's how I met Ric Flair and Chris Jericho and Mick Foley. Oh yeah, you tell me. I know you go to all those meet and greets for the wrestlers. Yep. Yeah, you're ha- they do a great job in having like like people come in to like promote the dealership. Mm-hmm. On I think it's September. I think it's September 27th. They're having eight, they're having eight Fraley come in, sign autographs. And do a freaking free concert. Really? Are you are you gonna go? 
I may. If I'm not doing anything, I may. Thing is, though, I'm not really too keen on his music. The only music I really know from him is, uh, is, uh, Here Groove. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I would go, and, like, meeting him, it's like, it's like, if it was, like, Kiss, because that's, like, different. Yeah. I don't know. That's more something, like, up, like, up, like, your alley, because you know, like, his, because you know his music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd definitely go out there. I'd love to have him on the show, too. I mean, he's available. You know what I mean? If you talk to you, I'm sure you've got in contact with, like, talk with, like, Paul Stanley. And... I'm good. I'm, deb- I, I'm debating on sending him an email. I told you, Paventa, I, I speak things into existence. And... You know, I just hope the things happen, and you know, I, I just give it time and patience. I know they're on their end of the road tour right now, but I mean, anything's possible. Especially last night Absolutely. with Fat with Fat Joe on the phone. I said this to uh, I said that like a good sign of like things to come. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, and when you get out of college, you're getting that job. <laughs> you think you? you I, th- I still have that big radio dream. <laughs> You you think so? You think when we, when I get out of here, we're gonna get that job? Absolutely. Oh man. It may start out as just you know producing at some station, even if it's something small. You take it. Yeah. Because you build on that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling yeah. you, Paventa, when things finally break out here, you're coming with me. Absolutely. You know that. Hopefully, as I said, hopefully the stars align. They should align. Oh, yeah, they should. I, I was telling Marco last night because we were talking and discussing a show. I said, just this, just discussing things in the future, you know, what we see. And I said, I want to bring you I on. definitely do a show with Marco. Mm-hmm. Cause like, a, like a freaking three-man show? Yeah. I was talking, I mean, talking with him about it last night. Oh, yeah. I said, on board. I said, there's only three main radio hosts at this station that, and, and it's not a, it's a coincidence that they're my partners too, you and Marco. You know, what I mean, those are the only three people that I have really good chemistry with. Uh huh. And I would consider going in the workforce with as a as a job. Awesome, awesome. Thanks. Let me uh, do my social and let me get it. Let me uh, hit you right out of here. Yeah. So my Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-T-H-9-6. At T-A-N-O-O-T-H-9-6. Yeah, you got to get it in twice. You got to get it in twice. And yeah. Paventa, I'm going to do some research in this weekend. We're going to fully talk about a topic. This time, I just it was just a recap and just a welcome back here to the yeah. airwaves at WSC Radio. So so oh, I loved it. We talked about horror movies, and we got we got into the sleepaway yeah. camps, and I didn't even know you've seen those yeah, films. Yeah, yep. The article that just dropped. Everything got in in a nice, timely fashion. Actually, only 54 minutes, or usually an hour. But next, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some topics over the weekend. I'm gonna start researching some things we can discuss on next Thursday night at 7 p.m. And I will definitely Donnie will be in the booth. I will make sure he is here. Dan, hopefully he joins us as well. But this is a great show. No matter what, as always. And now I'd like to uh, announce. What was it? I'm in the back booth right now. Not, 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 not the back booth. The, 
behind the glass. Behind the glass is just James right now. Who? James. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's the, it. The GM. Yep. That's it, though. Perfect. Alrighty. And uh, I, I want to announce this, though. We are now on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Music, as well as Podbean for podcasts. We are all over the place now, so all we got to do is promote, promote, promote. So, Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses is the hottest podcast out right now. Go listen to it if you're into this type of stuff, especially movies. We're horror movie buffs. If you're into this, spread the word. We want you to join. If you want to call in, 718-990-3758. Got to make it happen. There you go. Say that number. Yep. Seven one eight nine ninety three seven five eight. And for awesome. all the previous all right. episodes, again, all found on the website maxrcoglan.com. M a x r c o u g h l a n dot com. You go to shows, scroll conspiracies, crimes, and curses. Boom, right there. You listen to all the previous episodes. And like I said before, again, you got to mention again because it's a big deal. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. We are on there. Don't forget the don't forget the, the uh, Twitter page. No, on the pot, yeah, we can't forget, we can't forget the Twitter page. Official Twitter page. Everyone listening is at CX3 Podcast. CX3 Podcast. That is official oh, Twitter okay. page for the Conspiracies, Crimes, and Curses podcast. And follow me at the Real Max on Instagram and Twitter. T H E R E E L M A X and Paventa. The final words. Um. Well, thanks for having me on. Thanks for hope to a great semester because the fall is back. You guys are back to school. Yep. And you know what? Have a great night, everybody. Go on. Yep.